Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Aerosmith. We're back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. Already 54 degrees. Uh, we're going to hit 80 today and have 80s right through the weekend with a mixture of sun and clouds. Uh, let's see. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Christmas? In May? What? Madonna is diving into the NFT market crotch first. She's auctioning off three NFTs, and each one is a computer-generated video where something different is growing out of her vagina. I've seen the videos, by the way. Fantastic. Uh, in one, it's a tree. In another, it's a swarm of butterflies. And in a third, it's a little robotic centipede. It's art, man. It's art. You know, in all of nature, none of those things are supposed to happen near those kinds of lady parts. Mm-hmm. Surprised they didn't put the uh, the bloody cross in there from the uh, Like a Prayer video. <laughs> yes, you're right. Just saying. I think Involved. the butterflies are the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. What, what about the cone bra, too? Yeah, you could have you done a whole bunch of different things. Right. Material girl, one. Sure. Uh, yeah. Madonna says, quote, I wanted to investigate the concept of creation, not only the way a child enters the world through a woman's vagina, but also the way an artist gives birth to creativity. She's gone bat-ass crazy. You know, I'm not that interested in Bitcoin all, all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I'm not thinking about getting into this now. She might be crazy, but who's crazier? The ones selling it or the ones buying it? The ones because you know that there's, hey, man, look at this uh, Look at this conversation piece. It's a picture of Madonna's you-know-what. Hey, remember when she was relevant? Yeah. Years and years ago? Uh, money raised from the NFTs is going to three charities that are, quote, focused on supporting women and children around the world. Yeah. You know, those, uh, like the charities. Oh, yeah. We just got a huge donation from Madonna because she sold her Cooch. molds of her vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. The, uh, the more concerning part is the person who's buying it. Yeah. At this point in their career. Well, you remember uh, the Orange is the New Black, where, yeah. they, where they were selling the panties mm-hmm. that the women were wearing all day, and then the you know mm-hmm. because they were prisoners, men were buying these things. There's a market for all of this stuff. Well, that's caged heat. Oh, sexual melts your face off. But you know, uh, today's youngsters look at Madonna and they say, "Is that Lady Gaga's mom?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a good look. Sarah Silverman revealed on The View that she and her boyfriend share a toothbrush. When the other ladies got grossed out, she pointed out that they also do naughty things to each other orally. So what's the big deal? All right. But, you know, um, I love my wife. Make no mistake. But I don't think she wants to use my toothbrush any more than I want to use her toothbrush. But you've never used it before? You had to. You've used it in a pinch, and she's probably used yours in a pinch. I may have used her toothbrush, but then immediately threw it away to get a new toothbrush. Yeah. Only by mistake for me. Yeah, only by accident. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I can discuss this later on, by the way. I think this is a good one to have a whole discussion on. I used to wear secret... Oh, really? De- de- deodorant? Well, yeah, I ran out of mine, and yeah. uh, my wife had hers in the in the thing. I'm well, like, you might as well put it on. It's just deodorant. <laughs> That's fine. That's acceptable. I've done that, too. Well, you smell like, uh, 
Maybe a salesperson. Or uh, you maybe even smell you smell like uh, like an old lady from a <laughs> like a powder keg. Yeah, yes. like a powder keg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is with the powder perfume that I don't really women know. wear? What is that all about? Yeah. It's like overpowered. Mm-hmm. It's like you're tr- we know you're trying to cover up something smelly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't really wear any yeah. smell good stuff anymore. The MTV Movie and TV Awards will air Sunday, June 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Spider-Man No Way Home leads with seven nominations, including Best Movie. Euphoria follows with six nominations, including Best Show. Another award show that you'll never watch. But we have to cover it. You guys didn't talk about the MTV Movie Awards? I was waiting for that call, too. Oh, it'll happen. Amanda Seyfried, how do you say Seyfried? Seyfried, Seyfried, a gag in Mean Girls about how her boobs can predict the weather got her some unwanted attention from men. She says, quote, I always felt really grossed out by that. I was only 18 years old. It was just gross. Her boobs can predict the weather? Well, that was the thing. That was the, the joke in Mean Girls. Oh. But she's saying that it sexualized her in a negative oh, way, yeah, and then right. all these people who don't understand that acting is one thing, and people are real people in real life. They're not the characters that they play. Mm-hmm. I hear that Brian Lapis's breasts can predict the weather. Uh, I believe that's how he gets his uh, dew point. Uh, I bet that's true. Pressure number. That's like, I got the sleep number. He's got the dew point number. That's it. Yeah. Alfonso Ribeiro is tired of being asked to do his Carlton dance from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which happens pretty regularly if he decides to go outside. Quote, I'm a black guy. I'm just I'm not just I'm just not dancing for you. It's not going to happen. Oh, now he's gone that way. Well, okay, yeah. But here's the thing. Like people don't realize like Jimmy Walker, you know, he won't do that without without Getting you paid. paying him for right. it, which is bullcrap because that's the thing that made him who he was, right? And that was the thing that people listened to. Him All right, for. but Steve, can you imagine going through your entire career and every time you walk down the street, someone wants to hear you do something about the Kim, the uh, Kardashians? That happens. And All that right. used to happen a lot more when we actually did it. I was standing outside pumping gas into my truck one day, and all of a sudden I hear a voice from a car going, Oh, my God, the last time I pumped anything, and then the yeah. car drove away. Well, mm-hmm. imagine being I didn't asked get to, to hear the rest. Imagine being asked to do that every single day of your life yeah. for 25 years. Well, what's wrong with it? Like, you didn't create it if you're Jimmy Walker. Some other writer created that line for you. But you, he you, delivered it. I know. It becomes his signature. So? When it's it's better than people not asking you to do anything. It's better than people ignoring you, I think. Uh, Selena, I'm Go- sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> Selena Gomez posted a skincare TikTok video, but uh, fans felt she was making fun of Haley Bieber since it was posted hours after Haley's skincare videos. And oh, Selena boy. apologized and said, "Quote, guys, no idea what I did, but I'm really sorry. Zero bad intention." All right, I'll buy that. All this little fighting back and forth between these two high school kids. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. We know you're busier than ever before. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember this past weekend when Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby? Hey, me too. Rich Strike staged one of the greatest races in Derby history as an 80-to-1 shot, entering the race after another horse had been scratched earlier in the day. Well, guess what? 
the jockey that won that race has been suspended. Not for anything he did during the Kentucky Derby. My goodness, that little fellow was spectacular that day. No, jockey Sonny Leon was suspended yesterday for something entirely different. It just so happens this is his fifth suspension since September. And that might be shooting out some red flags. According to reports, Sonny Leon has been suspended for careless riding during a race in Ohio on April 27th, where he's alleged to have deliberately and aggressively steered his horse, one glamorous gal, into blocking another horse down the stretch. That is apparently illegal and worth a 15-day suspension. And as it turns out, this is the third such violation of careless riding in the last few months. The other suspension was for presenting false evidence and documentation to officials in West Virginia after he allegedly inflicted visible injuries to a horse with his whip. Now, if I didn't know any better, I'd say there's a chance that this little guy might be somewhat of a jerk. You see, it would be one thing to be suspended once in your career. This guy has been suspended for 32 days since the middle of September because there's a chance that he's a little too rambunctious. And when you consider the aggressive way he won the Kentucky Derby last weekend, you begin to wonder how soon it'll be before he does it again. According to his agent, he's slated to race in the Preakness on May 21st because by then the 15 days will be up. But nobody likes a horse whooping jackass, even if that means he's got a shot at winning. My question is, how many suspensions do you need to rack up in less than a year before somebody suggests a lifetime ban? Because clearly nobody's bothering to learn any lessons here other than the horse and he's keeping his mouth shut. But hey, and if a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Have you been to Baxi's Backyard Pizzeria? Me neither. At least not yet. But with an Uni Woodfire Outdoor Pizza Oven, I can be doing wood-fired pizza all the time, and so could you. Get an Uni today at your grilling destination, Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 6-11 and cheap trick. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. And I've just about had it with this hot weather. I can't take it anymore. We're going to have 80s today through the weekend. I've had less than a full day. I know, right? So, hi. Hey, Steve. How's it going? What's up? Was it my turn to talk? I didn't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't don't know. Did you have any more to say? I don't know. No, not really. I'm complaining about the weather, and I'm done for now, I guess. Uh, Five years ago this month, I bought my pickup truck. Okay. The uh, the one I call the Black Widower. <laughs> right? <God>. Yes. <laughs> well, you got to have a good name for it. And well, you need a good yeah. sense of humor to get yeah, past yeah. all your horrible things. Well, kind of like Gravedigger. Isn't that one of those uh, them big monster truck deals there? Gravedigger, No, right? no. It's not a Gravedigger. It's okay. just a, like a like an in-mourning vehicle. Okay. Right? All right. It's the kind of vehicle you get mm. when you're just sad. I see. Uh, anyway, I had bought that thing about five years ago after trading in, you know, multiple vehicles that I had because mm-hmm. I was trying to condense down to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I bought when I bought the truck, I bought this one hundred twenty five thousand extend mile extended warranty for it was a five year thing. It lasted, you know, up to five years as opposed to just up to three with the regular, you know, deal that you get. Right. And uh Anyway, so I, I get this thing, and uh, I had a bunch of work done to it over the winter, and I'm now at 124,000 miles and some change, hmm. 
and I have one more day left on the warranty, which oh. is tomorrow. Wow. Really? So I either have to, you know, drive 800 miles uh, today or, or not. So I want, and the check engine light came on, of course, because that always happens. But I'm glad it happened now because it's still under the warranty. Right. Isn't it? Uh, aren't all those vehicles under a timer, a warranty timer that's th- supposed yeah, I to think, go off I, after I th- the warranty? Yeah, I think the car companies actually set these things to go off and 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 uh, hey, you know what? Uh, you're almost near your warranty. Well, would they'd be want a it to. Shame. They wouldn't want it to go off during the warranty, though. They want, like you said, after, right after it's expired. Yeah, right? but, but that's when the real expensive stuff starts. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, this turns out to be um, uh, some kind of EVAP system thing. I, uh, emissions, I, I don't know. I don't understand the, the acronyms or, or whatever, but uh, it's, it's some kind of emissions thing. And it's one of those things like I had a buddy put his little computer thing into the car to see what it was. Yeah. And it's like one of those codes you can't erase. You actually have to, have to fix the problem. It's not just a sensor. It's, it's an actual problem. That's that's wrong with it. Okay, so uh, I took it over to uh, to Marcotte Ford uh, the other day in Holyoke. Yeah, and they're great, man. They hooked me up with a with a loaner for that uh, thing, so I got mm-hmm. this. Unfortunately, it's a. I mean, it's a really nice truck, but unfortunately, it's fire engine red. So I look like uh, one of those volunteer firefighters driving down the road, or like I'm, I'm working for a landscaping company or something. You, you know, should, those, you should be tall, you're towing a, towing a mower or something. Yeah, yeah. I should be. I should be. Uh, you know, have utilities in the back of this thing, but I don't. But okay. it's a this really is, nice truck. It's the one you're borrowing. You're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this Not is the one. Right I'm, no, this okay. is like a brand new one. It's like a, a 2022. Oh, oh, I see it right yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a 2022, and uh-huh. it's uh, it's only like the, the basic model, but it's still. Pretty cool. Sure. You know, driving around a big old truck that's all like all nice and tight when it's brand new. Like oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. Got the new car smell in there too? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I uh so I get the uh the, I, I I they're fixing it right now. And the guy from from the Ford place calls me yesterday to tell me he called me the other day and said, Hey, listen, uh this particular part is not covered under warranty. But you have a Ford score of 86. A Ford score? Now, I don't know what the hell that means, but I got it. That's like my sleep IQ score. I got a I got a 93 on that. Yeah, we talked about our Uber rating. I got a 4.92. Yeah, yeah, but I don't even know what the hell a Ford score is, but I got an 86. Now, do you always take your vehicle to the dealer for ma- regular maintenance? Oh, why are you just throwing your money away down the toilet? <laughs> taking your money? No, you take it to the dealership when it's under warranty. Sure, for sure. Like you don't want to, you know, screw up the any of the warranty things and get something fixed that could have been fixed for free. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, the folks over at Markart Ford were awesome, and they they worked with the Ford reps, uh, like the warranty reps, uh, to 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 get that approved because I'd been such a good customer all along, getting oil changes and all this other stuff. Right. That's where the score of eighty six came in. I think I went to Jiffy Lube once. That's how your score drops. Oh uh, yeah, they, they don't they yeah. don't want you doing that. No. So I uh, I get I get the Ford score eighty six. He calls me yesterday and he says, "Hey, uh, just to let you know, uh, the good news is uh, they're going to cover that. The uh, your portion of it is like forty eight dollars." Which is fine. It's like what, nothing. Right, this is fine. I got a loaner to go with it, so all I got to do is just fill the well the gas up in that thing. Man, no kidding. A V eight, right? The, the these, these days. <laughs> but um, so I, I I'm gonna I, I eventually hopefully get it back today. 
Uh, but if not, I still have the loaner. I don't have to like you know have a worry about somebody driving me to Huntington and all that stuff. Nice. But this guy uh, says he says, um, yeah, uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of this uh, because the Ford rep's name is Tremendous Johnson. No, come on, I'm wait not a minute, wait kidding a minute. you. Come His on. name is Tremendous Johnson. I think it's a woman. Wow. Oh. A woman, but she identifies as a man. No, I don't know. no, no, no. She no, could have no. married into no, no, the no, last no. name Johnson. <laughs> no, he said the he's like, uh, yeah, the Ford warranty rep's name is uh, Tremendous Johnson. Wow, that's and I'm great. Like, yeah, see, wouldn't that be cool to have a friend like that? Uh-huh. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm me and my Tremendous Johnson are going out magnet fishing. Mm-hmm. What are you? <laughs> Yeah. Are you going out to dinner? Yeah, me and my tremendous Johnson are going to this really nice place up on the Upper East Side. Have you uh, seen my tremendous Johnson? No. Yeah, well, Do you have a picture of tremendous Johnson? I happen to have a picture of tremendous Johnson. <laughs> I'm going to What are you doing? I'm showing everybody the pictures of me and tremendous Johnson. What so, are you doing this weekend? I'm going out on a limb and I'm taking tremendous Johnson with me and we're going to Vegas. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, there was a there was a cop many years ago. That was uh, was doing like a ticket, like a like you know detail, like mm-hmm. overnight parking mm-hmm. detail, and I got a I got a ticket, and his name was Officer Valdepinus. Oh, oh I thought that was yeah, interesting. Officer Valdepinus. Yeah, and I don't That's know like what, Barry McCockner. Kind of. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what Velda means. I mean, I think uh, that was the girl in Scooby Doo, if I'm not mistaken. Velma. Yeah. That's Velma. Yeah, yeah I guess close. I was wrong. Yeah, but okay, but Valdepinus. That's good, but it doesn't hold a candle to Tremendous Johnson. That's Did you ever have uh, Detective Felter snatch? No, I have not. No, he never had. No, uh, never no. had. Uh, never had that happen. Real super sleuth. That oh one, yeah, he's a sleuth. Oh, all I right, bet he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, when you talk about the Ford score, yeah, I never knew there was such a thing. But I checked. I've got a Honda Pilot. My Honda score is Momo Futatsu. What does that mean? 102. Yeah, see what I did there, huh? Momo Futatsu. Yeah, Momo Futatsu. 102. In oh, that's what? how you pronounce. I just uh, checked. Uh, yeah. What language? That? Yes, well, Japanese, here, probably. You're on Rock 102. Yes. Can you imagine though going through life as with a name tremendous Johnson? Well, there was Dick Pole who pitched for the Red Sox. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Remember Dickie Thon played for the uh, the Rangers? Yeah, Dickie Thon. Dick Thon. Yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't yeah. there a ra- there's a race car driver called Dick Trickle? Correct. Right? Yes, yes. Dick yes. Trickle. Yes. Dick Trickle. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Now, Never have that. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's horrible. But see, all, all the time, by but the way. Tremendous Johnson mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's an intentional thing by your parents. I mean, assuming that Johnson yes. is uh, is not her married name. Let, let's say let's say that that is a maiden name. Her parents' name is Johnson, and her parents, out of the goodness of their own sense of humor, said, "We shall name this young girl Tremendous Johnson." I disagree. And here's why. If Tremendous Johnson is old enough, the word Johnson wasn't in vogue when her parents named the child. They, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't, I don't know the, uh, the, uh, the germination of uh-huh. the word Johnson as it refers to certain <laughs> well, anatomical body parts. All right, I'm, I'm going to check that while you're I'm, talking. Okay, uh, Mr. Dixie <laughs> Cup, put that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm just saying that that is the act of an aggressive parent. Tremendous Johnson. Or a very apparent with some shortcomings that uh, needed to make up for okay. his, his uh, loss of whatever he has. Even if you name your kid just Tremendous. Let's say it's Tremendous Smith. You know, Tremendous Williams. You know, it's like a, it's a very presumptuous first name. Yeah. Are you ready for the etymology of the word Johnson uh, to represent a penis? Yes. 
According to Quora.com, it came about in 1914, but only in this fashion. From T.S. Eliot's poem, Oh, daughter, dear daughter, I think you are a fool to run against a man with a John like a mule. But then it was just John, All right, not well, Johnson. Okay, but I think now we've uh, determined that Johnson has been used for generations. This one happens to be tremendous. Okay. Tremendous Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, That's fantastic. Yeah. Who do you have in your class this year? Tremendous Johnson? <laughs> Johnson. Tremendous. Johnson. I just thought that was a great name. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about that. No. Hell no. T- no. Tremendous Johnson. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. It's 621 with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Mayfest returns to the... Rock 102 with Back Steve and Dave. That tune from Bon Jovi, by the way, featuring Jeff Beck on guitar, Ben Montench from Tom Petty on organ, and the great Randy Jackson from American Idol on bass. What movie was it from? Blaze of Glory? Oh, uh, Young Guns, right? Yeah! Look at... Wow! Or was it was it Young Guns 2? Maybe only. I don't, I, I don't, I don't I know. I think it was Young Guns, too. Well, yeah, Randy, but it doesn't matter. You got the theme right, see? Yeah, and Randy Jackson had been, for a while, a member of uh, Journey, yeah, too. Yeah, so, right. You know, ain't, just a, ain't just American Idol. Well, and you're a drummer. The drummer on that was Kenny Aronoff from Bob Seger and John Mellencamp and others. Greenfield's very own Kenny Aronoff. I did not know that. Yes. What, Michael yes. Jackson's brother? <laughs> no, no, no. Not, ra- not that Randy Jackson. Jermaine? We're talking about... No, no, this is uh, Kenny oh. Aronoff, oh. Oh. who has played with many people. He's great. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And uh, it's time for today. I learned. Jesus. Back to the <laughs> oh, dude, settle down. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? I'm just saying. Don't you want to bring in the funk and bring in the noise? No, I do. I do. Morning? I want to bring no. in all that stuff. No, I don't think you do. I, I think you're like one of those. Uh, uh, what is the thing that Will Smith calls uh, a, ki- a killjoy? No, he or not Will Smith. Uh, Will Ferrell, hmm. an elf. Uh, a buzzkill? No, a nanny I, nuggins or something uh, like that. Uh, uh, um, yes. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being that. Because you're, you know, you're saying, you're like one of those people that writes in and goes, stop screaming in the radio at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm glad but you But that's got, what I like to do! I'm glad you got my emails. Uh, today I learned there's a food preserving technology called high pressure processing, or HPP. You know what HPP? You know, yeah, you know me. That puts food under 6,000 bars of pressure and kills the bacteria by crushing it under the huge pressure, even at cold temperatures. It's widely used for store-bought guacamole. Ooh. That makes sense. I always wondered how, because if I have made guacamole, Mm -hmm. within hours, the thing is turning black and ready to... You know what they say you should do? Squirt, a, squirt some lime? Well, you could do that. Mm-hmm. But they also say leave the uh, the big giant seeds of the avocado oh, yes. in the guacamole. It oxidizes slower. The Look pit? The pit? The, yeah, the big the pit. Thing? The right? big giant huh. pit. I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, now I know how they preserve the uh, the guacamole in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may also be a load of chemicals in it, too. <laughs> cotton-headed ninny-muggin. That's what I went. That's Stop being it. a cotton-headed ninny-muggin. All bats. right. <laughs> But yeah, oh, there you go. Now you learn all about today. I learned the fact. News is next.
We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. You know, usually you only get these scary sinkholes in places like Florida, but there's one out near Steve right now, Blanford, Mass DOT, working right now to repair a sinkhole on the Mass Pike. The agency said the emergency repairs are taking place at mile marker 32.8 on the west side of the highway in Blanford. Well, they're just uh, celebrating Sinkhole de Mayo. Ah, oh, oh you Sinkhole de that. Mayo. So That's f- clever. Fill that sinkhole up with some margarita stuff there. Uh, absolutely. A little tequila. That's right. Uh, the work has caused the shoulder and truck climbing lane to be closed. Actually, I think the tequila would actually cause more of a sinkhole. That brings me uh, right in that area in Blanford. Mm-hmm. I don't know where exactly. It's right before, if you're coming from the border, the New York border, and you come down uh, right before you hit the Tacoa Mountain Bridge, you know where Tacoa Mountain and Westfield is yeah, and you yeah. drive on the pike? I do, yeah. Right before that, there's a runaway truck ramp. Yes. I've always wanted to like go up that thing. I and get that same feeling every time. It's like that sense. Uh. So last week I'm yeah. wa- I'm uh, watching. Uh, I'm on Reddit mm-hmm. and I find this video of one of those things being used in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, oh. we must have one in the Rocky Mountains, and you can hear the guy, the passenger in the car in the video, going, "Oh my God, the guy's gonna use it! I always <laughs> wanted to use one of those because it is pretty cool." Yeah, this thing goes straight up the hill. Yep. And this truck lost its brakes, and you could see the thing just bouncing up as it went all the way up to the top of that. I was like, I didn't even think it would make it. Wow, that's pretty that, cool. That, yeah, that's pretty neat. And there's different ways they do that. Sometimes it is just yeah. an incline. Sometimes it's like heavy gravel, so it just kind of... See, no, I was told, and, I, and I'm going to guess that I was probably uh, misinformed about mm-hmm. this, that that gravel is loaded with like glass and nails and stuff to slow the uh, the tires down. Mm, I don't probably. Know. I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm 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 speaking out of turn. I'm not usually a a civil engineer uh, looking to slow trucks down, but, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, that's what I hear. Well, maybe we got a trucker listening in right now who can fill us in two nine three one zero two one. I would like to know. You know what? I've never seen what I've never seen an open way station. Oh, I feel like every way station I ever pass, it's they're closed. Closed. Oh, I've seen them open before. You know why? Because you probably traveled most of the time during the weekends. If you travel mostly on the weekend, you're not going to see a lot of those open. But if you travel, like I've traveled uh, on 95 all the way up and down the coast, like on a weekday. Sure. And they're open like all the time. Like, and you have to pull over for those if well, you're a truck. there is that. But I should also point out that I have a tendency to fall asleep at the wheel. So it's possible I could have slept right through it and oh, never that's, seen one in full operation. That's comforting. When are you going on your next long road trip? Back oh, it's going to be a while. Yeah. yeah. Right. Weren't, you, uh, weren't you going all the way to Albuquerque? Albuquerque. You know, I got criticized one time by my first wife for uh, pulling over instead of falling asleep at the wheel. Just once? Pulling over to go to sleep with my son in the car. Yeah. So I didn't fall asleep at the wheel. That's actually a smart thing. Yes. We might actually have a uh, truck driver on the phone with us right now. Oh, God. Uh, No, apparently Line two? Okay. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yes, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Are you a trucker? Not a trucker. But you got. But I'm a son of a. Now nah, you're talking. But, but that that stone is probably like five feet thick, so the truck's gonna slow down. Well, so you say okay. pro- you say probably you say probably. Yeah, it's. I'm not an engineer. Okay. I don't know. I wasn't there when they built it. So. Mm. Okay. Four feet, five feet. 
All right. Well, thank you. You're breaking up, but thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, that's not definitive. No. Anyway, just one more time on the sinkhole. It's going to affect your travel westbound on the Mass Pike. And repair work is expected to continue through 4 o'clock this afternoon. I really enjoy how excited you get when a phone call comes in. Yeah. You get, like, really excited. It's like it's well, like stepdad just, the, the stepdad you hate just bought you an Xbox for Christmas. And you're like, yeah, get the phone. Get it, get it, get it. It's, it's exactly like, what I do. He's it, right. It's yeah. almost like the phone, the, like the, the, uh, the phone console here is like your Viagra. <laughs> You get fully aroused. Wait, the there's another call. There's oh, only hey, coming hey, through. Hey, hey, turn it on. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, they still looking for information on that runaway ramp? In yes, 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 yes. What do you got for us? I was one of the guys that built it. You built it? Wow. With, With your, your bare hands? hands? <laughs> yeah. Now, so what's, uh, what is that? Uh, what is on those ramps? What is it? It's just a really loose gravel with some fine sand. There's nothing special there, but uh. the way it's designed is the speed at which the, they they de- they determine the speed at which a tractor trailer can come down that hill, and then they design the ramp so that if the truck loses his brakes, he can drive up that ramp, and before he hits the top, he'll sink into the into the gravel. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool how they design those things. Yeah. Yeah, we were driving, I was driving dump trucks for John Rosati. They made us drive all the way up to that last exit. Then we'd have to come back with the, with the load and then back up onto that ramp and dump backwards going up the hill. So it was, it's quite a steep ramp. Now, are you a, a trucker yourself? I'm retired. You, I, I did some trucking oh. yeah, along with the fire do, department. I worked on the fire department. Do you have one of those shirts that says, uh, I may be retired, but I'm still a full-time pain in the ass? <laughs> now that sounds like something O'Brien would say. Um, I don't. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, we well, can't I, mention I that name on the show. Am I yeah. mistaken? That Jeez. was all, that has always been Steve's joke. Hey, get off the phone! Why did you go to the phones? <laughs> you're the one who pointed at the phone that time, well, Steve. I'm just saying. I, I get all the good ones. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Steve. That has been your joke all along. What about the T-shirt? Yeah, I know. I know. I just I, want to point that out. I, 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 been doing that for years. What else is going on there, there yeah. Dave? Well, we've got a couple of other travel stories to talk about. Amtrak restoring daily service on the lone east-west train running through Springfield. As long as we're talking about east-west travel on the Pike, east-west travel on Amtrak now back to full-time daily service. The Chicago to Boston Lakeshore Limited. I don't know if that's like the Silver Streak or what, but effective May 23rd, Amtrak uh, will be back up and running full-time. Um, re- until recently, they had just been running like portions of the week, and the Lakeshore Limited not running on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but back up to full service very shortly. Here. Mm. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as a train that runs on time. Mm. Did you know that? Well, I don't know. I think trains are better than planes these days at that. Remember when I first moved up to this area 30-some-odd mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there... I would go visit my friends up in upstate New York, and I would take the train. Mm -hmm. And it takes like seven hours to get from Springfield to uh, Syracuse. Right. But the problem, like, there's... You don't know what you're going to experience. They the train service could run, but if there's track work going on... Mm -hmm. So, like, there's one particular time there was track work going on between... I don't know, somewhere in Westfield or wherever it was, mm-hmm. but the train couldn't travel from Springfield to Lee without 
you know, getting in the way. Gotcha. They'd put you on a bus and a bus. bus you to the next stop. But they're doing that at airplanes now, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people don't realize how kind of like to, to ride that regular Amtrak train, not high speed rail. I'm talking about the regular Amtrak, the Lakeshore Limited or whatever he was just uh, saying the name of it was. Right. That is the worst way to travel. I have actually traveled. Yeah. The Lakeshore Limited. Have you? From South Station uh-huh. all the way into Chicago. Wow. And took the train from Chicago up to Milwaukee mm-hmm. to get to uh, to college one year. Gotcha. We thought that would be a great way to go. Yeah. And it took, what, three days? It, it, it uh, Almost like six and a half weeks. Yeah. It was the... Because, <laughs> yeah. sl- you know, they're making all the stops. There's nothing fast see, about it. See, that's the thing. When, it, you, like, when you see a train going by over a crossing, the thing's going 65, 70 miles an hour, but that's not showing you like what you just said. They're stopping at all these other little places along the way. Every little stop between yeah. between Boston and Chicago, that train stopped. And it was, you know, it's some in some places, the train stopped for a good long time, yeah. whether it be for maintenance or, you know, refueling or whatever the hell it needed to do. But it took forever now it was cheaper than flying like if you did it now it would cost you like uh, a little less than 200 bucks mm-hmm. to go from chicago to boston mm-hmm. uh, or boston or chicago and that and for, for, for whatever but 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 nevertheless if uh you know back in the 80s there used to be this big advertising campaign for amtrak there's something about a train that's magic traveling near or far yeah well if you like looking at backyards and landfills all across this country oh yes and doggone it that's the best way to go traveling by rail is the whole american past oh man look at all those abandoned tires and burned out buildings and oh man america's beautiful Look at those hobos stealing from the back of that freight train oh look at the drug addicts under the bridge Ah. you guys done not yet. Remin- reminiscing, as it were. Oh, those oh. were the days yes. of riding the rails. Uh-huh. 645 with back Steve and Dave. Now, uh, excuse me, uh, Mass Hat coming up. And once again, Steve's going to be disappointed Wait. because it's not a Massachusetts resident. Wait, what was, what was the it was the Arlo Guthrie? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, City of New Orleans. City yes. of New Orleans. That's and it. The, and what, the, what, the, what is Which, by the way, he does a whole song and he mispronounces the name of that city. I mean, it's New Orleans, not New Orleans, right? Or is that the Witch Queen of New Orleans I'm thinking of by Redbone? Uh, I think you're thinking about the Redbone. Okay. Uh, but there was a line in there. Uh, it, oh, and the rhythm of, and, and, and the mothers with their babes asleep and rocking to the gentle beat and the rhythm of the rails is all they feel. New Orleans train haiku. <laughs> All right, we'll move from a poetry reading to a mass hat coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. If you're an HVAC tech... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651, and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Well, I'm still singing uh, Arlo Guthrie, City of New Orleans. That's going to be in your head yeah. all day. Uh, going to be a really nice day today, sunny and a high of 82. Tomorrow, eh, not so nice. Rainy and uh, Friday the 13th, no less. Ooh. But, uh, oh, I just triggered something in your little brain, didn't I? It is a little brain. Yeah. You're right, yes. And a high of 80. <laughs> it's 54 in downtown Springfield. Our number is 293-1021. Rock 102. Good morning, is this? Dale. God, you guys sound great this morning. You're all fine. Huh? Yeah. Well, thank you, Dale. Are you, are you sure you're listening to this show? <laughs> yeah, WAQI. Mm-hmm. My favorite show. Mm. Oh, thank you, Dale. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Listen to you calling two days in a row. I'm going to call every day. Ooh. 
You're That's... my favorite show. You're my favorite TJs. You're all fired up. You're getting everybody all fired up. That the best up... show on earth, for that... sure. That... God bless you. All right. That almost sounds like a threat, Dale. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would. I'm going to love you to death. We love you, too. All right. Well, I'm going to love All you right. inside and out. Don't tell my girlfriend. Oh, don't you worry. It'll be between you and me and the <laughs> thousands of other people <laughs> listening right now. Yeah. All right. So we'll just keep it among us then. Okay. Probably just, for the best. Yeah. All right. We ready for the mass hat? Some we stupidity. are. Stupidity. Here we go. All the way from Time Florida. Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. From Florida. You're wrong, you cotton-headed oh, ninny muggins. Oh, yeah. There you go. There okay. you go. There, now, now you're getting it. <laughs> slapping down some insults All here. All right. Luxury fashion brand Balenciaga in the crosshairs today. They launched a new sneaker that's going to cost you... One thousand eight hundred and fifty bucks per shoe. Well, pair, and they're destroyed sneakers. Now, if you look at them online, you can check this out. You see the images of them. They're essentially the sneakers that your mom would have thrown out. They're selling them for eighteen hundred and fifty bucks now. Are these like the PF flyers we were talking about the other day? Kind of. Um, these particular model of sneakers from Balenciaga are meant to be worn for a lifetime. And they really are charging people one thousand eight hundred and fifty bucks for the pair of torn up Converse. They're, they're they're specially decorated. They look like they've been run over by a lawnmower. By the way, yeah, that's like these jeans. Yes, my kid buys these jeans. We go to the we go to like TJ Maxx, right? Mm-hmm. So well, I want these jeans. These jeans got holes in them. They're holes all up and down yeah. the pants. They're air conditioned jeans, right? right? And. Uh, they were like fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm like fifty dollars. I could take a pair of your old jeans, and I could run them over with the lawnmower, just like you said, Dave. Mm-hmm. Or uh, take the weed whacker to them, put them in the wash, and go look. They're designer jeans. You know, if we were paying attention, if we were smart, yeah, we could have, we should have kept our acid wash jeans from 1985, uh-huh. sure, and sold them today for top of dollar. Here's a here's a fun fact. I don't know if you know this, Mister Dixie. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Je- you're not supposed to wash jeans. Did you know that? No. You are not. That is a big no-no. What do you do with them? That's what I was asking. <laughs> and it says, well, if your jeans smell a little funky, just hang them out on the clothesline. And I'm like, they get dirty, though. How are you supposed to wash them? Bring them down to the Connecticut River and then smack them over a rock for yeah, a few minutes. I but I, I don't I don't <laughs> think you're supposed to do And, and there's like, they were showing all the different jeans. Mm-hmm. Like Levi's is the one that says, do not wash them at all. Mm-hmm. And then there's some companies that say, you can wash them, but you got to put it on gentle, and mm. then you got to air dry it and all that stuff. Ain't nobody got time for that. I, right. I don't have time for that. Listen, if my if my pants shrink, it's probably because I had too much for lunch. And by the way, it's not just your kids that are wearing the ripped jeans. The woman I'm dating right now, yeah, and she's no, close to my, she's close to my yeah, age, and it's and it's and it's all a fashion yes. thing now. It's yes. like all yeah. all the everybody's wearing. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not wearing it. The only holes I got is in my my crotch area. Yeah. Yeah, because so, my legs are so big, they just kind of split the pants. I was going to say because of the friction, because your big chubby thighs. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, it smells like bacon down there. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's enough. It's coming up on 656 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next, we got the 102-second sports on Rock 102. Some high school athletes to honor here on the show. Stay you know, tuned. like bacon? 
Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concert. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Well, it's almost 7 a.m. We're going to have highs of about 80 today. It's already close to 60 degrees, and we're going to have 80s through the weekend with a mixture of sun and clouds and very little chance of precipitation. How about that? The weather brought to you by Aqua Pump. An expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey last night at the Mass Mutual Center in the AHL. The Thunderbirds over Wilkes-Barre Scranton 4-1 in their first playoff game. 50 saves from T-Birds goaltender Charlie Lindgren. And an assist from Tommy Cross, our hero. We'll have him on the phone next hour to talk about it on a Thunderbird Thursday and also give away tickets to tonight's Game 2 at the Mass Mutual Center. NHL play, the Bruins trailing the Hur- Hurricanes 3-2 to two in that series game 6 tonight at 7 o'clock. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Other NHL play last night, the Rangers over Pittsburgh 5-3. Rangers still trail the Penguins in that series three games to two. A couple of other series, Florida over Washington and Calgary over Dallas last night. Those series are ongoing as well. In hoops, the Celtics lost to the Bucks, 110 to 107. And while they did it, they blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. A golden opportunity, according to many of the Celtics, trailing the series now 3-2, heading back to Milwaukee for Game 6 tomorrow night against the Bucs. Elsewhere in NBA playoff action last night, Memphis over Golden State, 134-95. The Grizzlies still trail the Warriors in that series, three games to two. Baseball, the Braves over the Red Sox 5-3. Sox manager Alex Cora tossed for the second time in four games. The Red Sox off today in Texas against the Rangers for a series starting tomorrow. And Milwaukee Brewers slugger Christian Yelich joining an exclusive club yesterday, hitting for the third cycle of his career during a loss to the Reds. His three career cycles tie him with five other players for the all-time Major League Baseball lead in that category. And congrats to some high school heroes at Holyoke High School. Eight schools gathering for the 2022 Western Mass Unified Track and Field Sectional Championships. Wakona came away victorious in D1, while Westfield finished atop the D2 leaderboard. Right behind them in second place was Chicopee. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will cover the Celtics straight ahead on Rock 102. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. I have a question for you. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, there are a handful of things that make me terribly uncomfortable. Unpadded bleacher seats, shoes that lack arch supports, synthetic fabrics, and potential Game 7 playoff situations. Last night, as you were aware, the Boston Celtics lost Game 5 of their best-of-seven game series with the Milwaukee Bucks, 107-110. And while it was a hell of a game, depending on where you stand, losing to Milwaukee in Boston puts the Bucks ahead of that series three games to two. Now, I've crunched the numbers, and even though my math skills are notoriously sketchy, here are my results. In order for the Celtics to beat the Bucks and advance into the Eastern Conference Finals, they will need to win Game 6 tomorrow night in Milwaukee and Game 7 back home on Sunday. According to my calculations, that's two wins in a row. 
and one of those games is exactly 962 miles away. Again, I realize that math isn't exactly my finest feature, but I'm pretty sure I've got this one figured out. Conversely, losing one more game, and you could take your pick as to which one, would result in an automatic elimination from the playoffs. In other words, lose once, and you're done. So I would think that head coach Ime Adoka would explain this to everybody, because I think this information is something that everybody in the Celtics roster should be mindful of. Losing tomorrow means that you won't be playing on Sunday. And even if you win tomorrow night and lose on Sunday at home, that's not much better. Listen, I got enough going on in my life where I don't really need the added anxiety of enduring a seven-game situation with these guys, but since that's the only way the Celtics are going to be able to pull this off, then I guess they'll have no choice but to chill out and deal with it. But until that happens, I'm going to be spending the next 24 hours running more mathematical calculations in my head. And I don't think that's really helping anybody either. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You paint houses? How about commercial buildings? You need to get to know Josh at the Liberty Street Rockies. If you're a painting contractor, Josh speaks your language. <coughs> Excuse me. The Liberty Street Rockies painting department now has a contractor's only entrance and checkout and Josh. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 and Van Halen. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. By the way, next hour, Tommy Cross from the Springfield Thunderbirds is uh, going to be on the phone. This will also have tickets for tonight's playoff game at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, going to be a beautiful day today, sunny and a high of 83. Tomorrow, eh, not so much. Chance of a thunderstorm here and there with a high of 80. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. So I'll talk a little bit about my dating life. You know, Match.com, that's the only one I use. Uh, you using any of that, Steve? Uh, Tinder? Uh, you know, Dave, I, I, the body isn't even cold yet, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Have you ever used Tinder before? Because uh, I've, I've never used, even been uh, on Tinder. I've used before. Bumble before. Bumble. Okay. Bumble. What's the, what's the I again refresh my memory. I think Bumble is more of the uh, the women's choice. Okay. Where they get to talk to you. Okay. Uh, they get to decide to talk to you. So there's no more, uh, you know, random D pics being sent. Gotcha. It's just uh, you gotta wait to you gotta wait for them to respond. I've never been on any of these. Uh, these uh, dating websites. Well, consider are, are, yourself lucky. Are yes. random deep picks uh, not yeah. really? Uh, you know, is, is that is that uh, is that wrong? You don't get those on Match.com. It's far too polite for that. So where do you send yours? Well, that's for me. I'm not saying that on the air. Well, I mean, you okay. know. I'm just I'm just checking. I mean, I'm sure yeah. every dude who's on those sites has got the you know a few in his back pocket sure. just in case. Yeah. Well, I bring this up because there's a big controversy going on right now on Tinder. Ooh. There's a woman in Rhode Island named Gianna Peccia, and she was banned from Tinder because she was using the app not for what it's intended for, but to recruit teammates for her adult kickball league called Club Waka. So a Tinder spokesperson apparently saying yesterday that the company reviewed the whole deal and found she was, quote, banned from Tinder. Because she wasn't looking for dates. What do they care? Right. What do they care whether she, what she's using it for? Who cares? Well, it's better than what it's being used for now. I mean, right. it, here, the, here's the problem with these dating apps. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, this has turned into a generational thing. Anybody under the age of probably 40 that is familiar with these things, mm-hmm. the way it works now is like, 
you date somebody and then you're done with them and that's it. There's no like there's no uh talking about it. It's mm-hmm. just that's just this millennial crap that like is not like human almost. Right. It's more like whoosh, we just block everything out. We don't talk about it ever again and we move on to the next thing. That that's how things are. And there's a lot of and there was an article I read not too long ago about Tinder and how it's a game for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, let's see if I can get this guy or girl out with me. And while I'm there, what am I doing? I'm on my phone mm-hmm. checking for more matches while we're at the meeting place. And you're not paying attention to the person you're with because you're so consumed with the phone. Yeah. Well, people are consumed yeah. with the phone. All right, but wait, but uh, let's say you, the next thing you do, which uh, you alluded to, is to feel the feel uh, a kickball team. I mean, what better way is there to meet new people who might be interested in kickball than Tinder? Well, and, and plus, it might have the eventual outcome that you're looking for anyway, because you might fall in love with or have a one night stand with somebody on your kickball league at that That's point, right? right? Yeah, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if you, I, I think you guys have both seen it, the Tinder swindler. Yeah. Yes. On uh, on Netflix. Yes. All yeah. right. So there's a scary situation mm-hmm. for you because everybody on the internet, whether it's a dating site or social media. It's fluffing up that profile quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what someone is all about just because you've seen a couple Instagram uh, posts or stories. You, hey. you don't you don't know. The hey. next thing you know, you could be uh, you know dating a dude that uh, is going to jack you for all your money. Hate the fluffers, by the way. I hate it when there's a fluffer out there posing as a real person. Well, that's it. I mean, you just you, you just never know. Well, I, I I tell you what, I thank God I I never had to uh, to go down that route. Hmm. Thank goodness. Hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally lucked out. I'm pretty happy with the woman I'm dating right now that I found on match.com. Is yeah. she happy with you? I think. Have I, you asked her? I yes, we're pretty direct, I think. I mean, you know, we've got as long as she's not doing it for Facebook likes, you're all set. <laughs> right. Uh, this woman in Rhode Island, by the way, found 25 players for her kickball league through Tinder. I see nothing wrong with this Including at all. 18 for her team and another seven to help fill out the, the rosters. For the of, rest of the league. Yes. That's, a, that's a smart way of doing it. Yes. I think this is a feather in Tinder's cap. They should be proud of this instead of banning her for crying out loud. I mean, why should why should Tinder be only about hooking up? Mm-hmm. Why, why should that be the only thing? Yeah. Well, diversify a little why bit, couldn't right? You, why couldn't you hook up if it's a, like a co-ed kickball league? Right. Why couldn't you hook up with the teammates or people across the... Uh, you know, on yeah, the outfield. That's what I'm saying. You might find a date through that whole thing anyway, even through this process. What the heck are they banning her for? That's cr- that's crazy. The outfield. Did you say the outfield, Max? I, I did say the outfield, Steve. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm wondering, uh, let's see. Uh, Is Josie in the outfield? Oh, that's what I was going <laughs> to I, I was gonna ask yeah. if you could turn up the the one that says Steve. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm with you, but now you, you get a spot before. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. You don't want to do the Hang on one second. Right, I'm, waiting. On. It's, I'm it's, waiting. Commercial's almost over. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, we got a All right. Ooh, back right. paint and hardware. Uh, even ads for places that don't even exist. All right, here we go. You mm-hmm. ready? I'm this ready. is the outfield. We're out in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. okay. And? Jones! Ready? Yeah. It's a walk-up on this yeah. one. Yeah, there we go. Josie's on a vacation far away. Wow, it's a long walk-up. Over walk and up. it's a kid over. 
Nope. See? Wow, this, this is, is, a this long is the music one. video. Is this the instrumental version? Yeah, this is the one where they're walking into oh, the studio. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Can I just say this? What? You're like a you're like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Isn't that great? Vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things I don't wanna say. I like my girls a little bit older. Now you gotta I don't wanna use your love tonight. He's what? on a roll, let him yeah, go. All right. <laughs> now you gotta believe me. Not just some other guy saying this. But you're you're like a voice of, my, of a generation. We're like 15 years apart. Alright, okay, very good. There. I don't know the rest of words for you, but I can do this and go blah 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 blah. I don't wanna lose your love tonight. I don't wanna lose your love tonight. I can't, I can't sing backups if I'm keep coughing. So Some good you know, stuff. Yeah. Right By the way, that's a British band, right? That came up with the name The Outfield. They're British, right? You're right. What yes. Heck, what's, how, how, how do they? It's like a, an American band calling themselves uh, soccer goalkeeper or something. That's not. You, you can't let them appropriate our sports like that. The Europeans are doing that all the time. Do you yeah. realize that French fries are not actually French? Really? They're mm. American. Um, Look how the French have destroyed it. Well, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but honestly, I mean, uh, there should be no rules for uh, Tinder or uh, or Match dot com. No rules, just as long as you're not being a, like a like a creep. Mm-hmm. If you're being a creep, right? They boot you out. Yeah, she wouldn't feel, feel in a football, you know, like a kickball team. That's mm-hmm. not the act of a creep. She wasn't doing anything wrong. Absolutely right. Right. It's uh, seven eighteen with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. Hey, it's Pat Rock one hundred two back Stephen Dave Deep Purple. Richie Blackmore used to love to put together a soccer team and play against radio stations when he was out on tour. And mm. he would hire his roadies based on their soccer playing abilities because he was a big soccer fan. Kind of like Rod Stewart and Elton John, you know, they fashion themselves as soccer stars. Right. And we played Richie Blackmore when I was at WCMF in Rochester years ago, and uh, we beat his squad in a charity soccer match, and he was pissed off. He's not a real nice guy. No. He's apparently a notorious bastard. Mm -hmm. That's the... That's what I've uh, come to learn about the guy. It seemed like it on the soccer field. Hey, if, uh, you ever missed uh, an episode of the Back Stephen Dave Show? Check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from rock102.com. Also, check out Back Stephen's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Horace Panther of the Specials. And uh, next Monday, I'll be posting an interview with Bob Mould of Husker Du. He's going to be coming to the Hawks and Reed Performing Arts Center in Greenfield on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a show. Probably the biggest show they've ever had up there. So wow. that's coming up uh, next week on Baxi's Musical uh, Podcast on rock102.com. All right. It is a Thunderbird Thursday. We still have the tickets to give away to tonight's playoff game. T-Birds up one zip already in their playoff series against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And, of course, Tommy Cross joins us in the 8 a.m. hour as well. And we have news next on Rock 102. Is your old bathtub looking a little cattywampus? Are you frustrated with an outdated shower that's impossible to keep clean? Man, 
you need to call Yankee Home. With Yankee Home, custom baths and spacious walk-in showers are finally affordable for everyone. And your new bath can be installed in as little as one day with a never-cattywampus guarantee. Call Yankee Home right now and mention Rock 102 and you'll get $1,400 off plus free safety bars and custom shelving. A Memorial Day sale all month long. Time is limited, so call Yankee Home right now. Maybe you started your tomatoes back in March, and they're already two inches high, sitting on your southern windowsill, patiently awaiting the planting moon. Maybe your broccoli is in, and your front walk is lined with colorful petunias. If not, catch up fast with a stop at Randall's Farm. Starter plants from Randall's do better than plants from out of town, which often experience a common form of botanical jet lag. Plant a little, plant a lot. Plant something with a stop at Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. Hey, it's Pat Kelly for Easy Tub and Shower in Springfield. Easy Tub and Shower is the area's leader in transitioning your shower into a handicap-accessible shower. Whether you have someone you love coming to live with you soon, maybe an elective surgery planned, or have prolonged wheelchair use in your future, Easy Tub and Shower can help with a complete shower transition in as little as one day, including a barrier-free shower with a drop-down bench, grab bars, solid surface materials, and Kohler features. Everything for under $13,000. Contact them at easytubandshower.com. Serving Western Mass, Connecticut, and Metro Boston. It's 7.30. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Yankee Home's Memorial Day sale all month long. Get 1,400 hours off, uh, plus free uh, a free safety bar and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Repeating our top story, there's a sinkhole on the Mass Pike. Mass DOT currently working to repair it. The agency said emergency repairs are going on at the mile marker 32.8 on the westbound side in Blandford. The work has caused the shoulder and truck climbing lane to be closed. Repair work on the sinkhole expected to continue through 4 o'clock this afternoon. Meantime, a typical road detail transitioned into a life-saving moment for two Springfield police officers earlier this week. They had to spring into action after hearing a mother cry out for someone to help save her choking baby. And his mama cried. Oh, I see what you did there. It's Elvis. Right? Cold and gray Springfield morning the little baby child is born. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> Approximately 2 o'clock Monday afternoon, officers... Chris Charles and Luis Rodriguez work in a traffic detail at the intersection of Bradley and Wilbraham Roads. When a vehicle approached the work zone, a woman ran out of the car and screamed that her baby wasn't breathing. The officers immediately ran to the vehicle and provided aid for the three-month-old baby girl. Police said the infant <laughs> appeared to be pale, choking, and gasping for air. There's oh video of the incident, too. You know, but captured. the baby's okay. Yeah. Thank God for that. You know, that was when I was driving around, around with the kids in the car when they were younger in the car seat. That was like one of my biggest fear. Like, what the hell am I going to do going 70 miles an hour down the highway? Right. And, hey. like, you know, the baby choking. Like, you know, you got to kick your first aid instincts into gear, into mm-hmm. into high gear when you're, you know, let's say you're in the, like freeway traffic where the car's going by you, sure. 90 miles an hour. You're trying to, you know, give... Uh, you know, resuscitate a baby or do like the Heimlich maneuver or whatever. You know, you, you, know, what, you know, it always scared me because yeah. I mean, I you know, every every you know first time parent kind of goes to the same level of insecurity when it comes to their uh, their little infants. But you're on a highway; that kid is is rear facing in a car seat. Mm-hmm. 
if they're choking. You might not know, right? You might not know. Yeah. yeah. That and you know, I mean, unless they are making noise that they are in distress of some kind. Sure. You might not think about pulling over to the side of the road to help. Well, awesome job by the Springfield PD. Very good. Yeah, and there is video of the incident, as I said, uh, captured on the responding officer's body cam. Uh, the footage, by the way, begins moments after Officer <clears throat> Chris Charles removes the baby from the car seat. He begins administering just what you were talking about, Steve. He uh, administers CPR and then can be seen placing the baby face down on his forearm and patting her back to help clear the airway. It's fantastic yeah, response, right? Done. Um, congratulations being issued from Police Commissioner Cheryl Claproot and also from Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno as well, releasing a statement. He said, quote, God bless. First of all, very happy that mom and baby are doing well and healthy, said Sarno. Such a beautiful child and loving mother who's quick thinking to pull over after seeing the officers working a road detail. So relieved, he said, that our brave and dedicated officers were able to offer assistance and utilize their training to save the life of this precious child. End quote from Mayor Sarno. Bada bing, bada boom. Thank God there weren't any dingbats out there that day. Mm -hmm. You coming to my town trying to choke these babies? I'll take care of your asses. God, I don't think anyone was trying to choke the baby. Yes, well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to save the baby. No, exactly. I mean, and they did. Somebody uh, was trying to. Right, well, yes. Some dust in the wind, perhaps. Oh, That's all we are, is uh, dust in the wind. Exactly right. Hey, in Chicopee, we've been talking about that incident where they're trying to fix the exchange with Montgomery Street, Granby Road, and McKinstry Avenue. Made me make it a three-rotary plan. Mm. Well... They met recently in Chicopee to discuss the whole thing. Representatives from the State Department of Transportation, Chicopee's City Department of Public Works, and some engineers getting together with folks from the public who are joining in to answer questions and get questions answered uh, about the whole thing. And I, I guess they're very happy with the proceedings now. They're thinking about the three rotary system for that exchange. The busy intersection considered to be a, quote, high crash location. And further complicated by having an entrance and exit to the Mass Pike, an entrance to a busy shopping area, two gas stations, and <laughs> feeding in traffic from the 1,200 student comprehensive high school as well. When I went to uh, Saratoga back in October, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe there was this one area that I was in uh, that had rotary after rotary. There w It must have been with, within, you know... Less than a tenth of a mile from each other. In Saratoga? Yeah. Hmm. And, and it was this, it's like the area where all the hotels are and gotcha. everything like that. Yeah. And it, I think, it, I, I don't know, whatever the major high, what is it, 87 that goes through there? Yeah, I the, think. The, the north way, they so call it. So it. it's yeah. in that area. You get yeah. off right right before you get to the downtown part of uh, Saratoga. Sure. But there's like these, these rotaries, these, you know, uh, roundabouts or whatever. Three, it was like four in a row. It's an it was, exclusive community, Steve. We but can't that's have people it, speeding through there. But that's what it sounds like with this. And I don't think it was about speeding. I think it was more about the traffic flow because you got all these different roads coming in from all over the all over the place. But mm -hmm. I've never seen so many rotaries before in my life. Yeah, I mean, I like the way we got it. Where you got to, it's you know, town to town. Very rarely does a town have more than one or two. But now, here we go, talking about three in a row. Mm -hmm. That's a pain in the ass. Well, some people like it, others don't, as you might expect, and the talks are continuing in Chicopee. In Northampton, the Northampton Public Schools reinstituting a mask mandate for 10 days. 
in a letter from Superintendent John Provost of the Northampton Public Schools announcing COVID-19 cases within the district more than doubled in a three-day span recently. So following a meeting, as well as some discussion about it, they've decided to put the mask mandate back in. It'll run from May 10th to May 20th, but could be extended beyond that as well. Well, you know, the number, you know, see, I mean, we're constantly going to be chasing numbers here because, you know, on, on some level, the numbers are up and the mass mandates, you know, <laughs> seem to help a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is, you know, you take the mass mandate away yeah. and then all of a sudden a few weeks to a month well, or so, you're right back up. The, so the, now we're now we're kind of chasing this mm-hmm. a little bit. The other uh, thing is that... Uh, how are they keeping track of these cases? Because it could be worse than what you are seeing in numbers. Because most people have the at-home test now. Right. There's not like you're going. There's not a whole lot of people going to that. Is that thing even at the Eastfield Mall still open? That AMR thing? I don't know. Well, I have not seen it in operation. Mostly when I go over there, it's 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 shut down. But but that's what I but, mean. But they, I think it's ready to go in case they need it. They've already relaxed the rules so much. To show you that they didn't really care about your safety, they just wanted you to go back to work. <laughs> because when all the remember we had all those 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 mandates in place, yeah, and then magically in January, hey, you don't need to quarantine for ten days. You only need to stay away from somebody for five days. But make sure you're wearing a mask so you don't spread it to everybody else. Well, how many people were actually following that? That's how most people got sick. Because nobody well, was following people, the protocols, and that's why they yeah. laxed the rules on it. And a lot of people didn't understand that if you're, you're the five days, if you're symptomatic, it's ten days, not five. But most people couldn't figure out the math behind it. I mean, not that I'm one to be talking about math, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, I mean, a lot of people that thought, well, it, they say only five days. Right. Yeah, if you're not symptomatic, it's fine. But that's, you know, people didn't want to pay attention to the second part of that. Gotcha. And you looked at me when you said math. Don't look for me for that. I no, I'm not looking at either one of you for math. But I'm pretty sure that of the three of us, I'm the I am the least reliable when it comes to numbers. I, I don't think so. Oh. We should have a test on that someday. No, we should not. Hey, we have a lot of deer running around here in Western Mass, but maybe not drunk deer. I don't know for sure. But in France, they're warning people about the drunk deer running around Normandy. Apparently. They're overindulging this time of the year on spring buds that are loaded with sugar and that ferment in the animal's stomachs. It makes them, quote-unquote, drunk in the same way as if they had consumed alcohol, and they're behaving very bizarre, in a bizarre fashion in France. Hey, hey, come over here. (laughs) You know what the difference is between beer nuts and deer nuts is? Now, what's the difference between... Deer nuts and beer nuts. Beer nuts are a dollar fifty, and deer nuts are under, under a, a buck. buck. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying people should keep a safe distance from any deer that appear to be acting strangely like that. And I don't know. Do we see them here in Western Mass or not? I don't know. Do they do they eat? Are there springtime buds that they're I saw indulging one. in here? I saw a deer hitchhiking a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Well, that yeah. was might have been one of them then. And hitchhiking? Uh, yeah, I pulled over to the side of the road and I said, uh, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Deer stuff." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What does that mean?" He goes, "Well, I can uh, lick from this pond over here, 
or I can have sex with you and everything in between. Interesting. And I said, get in. Well, that is the most perverse story I've ever heard you tell. Oh, Got to come along with me for more rides. No, there, Maxie. Yes, I, you I, do. I, I think yes, you, you can do. travel. We'll find along out there, what's Steve. under a buck for sure. <laughs> yeah, meantime, in Hartsville, South Carolina, a couple apparently was given the key to someone else's hotel room over the weekend by mistake. Instead of giving the key back, they went in and stole a bunch of stuff. Ah, that's nice. Yeah, two thieves wandering around. Construction workers didn't have any weapons, but they had tools. So one of them grabbed a four-foot level. Ooh. Those uh, long boxy things, you know, with the bubble you use to hang pictures? Yeah. Sure. And they beat him up with it. So They beat him with a level? Yeah. How about that? Hmm. Police posting details on their Facebook page in Hartsville, South Carolina. He's on the level now. Not so much about that. Did you ever get the key to a wrong hotel room? It had to happen to me one time. And I think we were at a hockey tournament for um, the son of my previous wife, who I'm now divorced from. And we were at a hockey tournament in Vermont, and we went to check into our room, opened the door, and there was a naked guy. A naked guy? Yes. Wait a minute. Did you, you order that with a concierge? No, it didn't come as part of the package. They gave you a key yes. to, uh, to the some, wrong room? Yes. Yes. So wait, but don't they, they said, okay, uh, let's just say room 220. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Whatever yeah. number it was. Right. They give you the key 220, you go up there, but somebody's already in there. Correct. That seems like very careless people working at the front desk i'm still traumatized by it i'm thinking of maybe putting out a lawsuit i don't know well uh what did he look like <laughs> look like a fat naked guy like well, I well, was I he mean, having you know. fun or was he just laying no, on the bed no he, he opened the door oh yeah. he okay you know, we, we're, we're like trying the key trying the key yeah. was, the, was the first thing out of his mouth what took you so long <laughs> no so the key didn't even work not that i recall so he hears you yeah. fiddling with yeah. locks, yeah. and then he gets up, yeah. and then he opens up the door just naked, yeah. and says, what the hell are you doing? Right. Or, hi, how are you? Would you like to come in and join me for some afternoon fun? I think he was wordless and expressionless. It was just like, hey. Well, why would you open the door? I like, don't know. Why would you open the door? That's I why don't you know. Got, that's why you got the keyhole. Keyhole yeah. sees all. Well, you got to put the, the You know what? I'm starting this new thing in the building. Reverse peepholes. Fish eye. Okay. Sees all. Hey, all I know is that's what the guy did. Maybe he was looking for a fun threesome in the afternoon. Who knows? Well, hey, a little afternoon delight at a Motel 6 on a Wednesday. <laughs> Sign me the F up. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to go find my baby. Going to hold her tight. Yeah. Going to have a little, little afternoon, afternoon delight. delight. Boo! We got the Starland vocal band ready to go or not? No, no, I we do. Okay. Th- that was better than the Starland vocal band. So, Seven forty-three with back Steve and Dave coming up next, and now hear this: Sarah Silverman is absolutely gross. Stay tuned for details on Rock One Hundred Two. How does a career sound built? Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's classic rock. Seven fifty-one. And Whitesnake with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Whitesnake touring with uh, Scorps, by the way. Closest they'll be to us, the UBS Arena, Elmont, New York, out on Long Island, September 7th. Uh, Rock 102 in the spirit of Springfield getting ready for the world's largest pancake breakfast this Saturday morning, starting at 8 a.m., which means uh, part of Main Street will be shut down sometime tomorrow for them to uh, set it all up. Grab a seat at the tables along Main Street in downtown Springfield. Come see the Rockwood 2 Beverage Station on the corner of Main and Court Street and help support the spirit of Springfield, the world's largest pancake breakfast, this Saturday, 8 to 11, in Springfield on Rock 102.
It's going to be great weather for it, too, right? Mm-hmm. It should be great weather Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. Like uh, 80s from now right through the weekend with very little chance of precipitation. There you go. And here we go. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. A passenger with no flying experience landed a plane at a Florida airport after the pilot became incapacitated. Here's the conversation between the passenger who took over the plane and air traffic controller Bob Morgan. Check it out. 333 Lima Delta. Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. What was the situation with the pilot? He is incoherent. He is out. Number three, Lehman Delta, Roger, uh, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Uh, push forward on the uh, controls and uh, descend at a very slow rate. That's air traffic controller Bob Morgan talking the guy down. And that reminds the- me of that time I was over Macho Grande. Yeah. never get over Macho Grande. By the way, the air traffic controller <laughs> Bob Morgan gave him a 10 out of 10 in landing the plane. Really? I uh, I would not be very good in a situation like that. Believe it or not, I'm a I can go into panic mode pretty quick. I think I could do it. I I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be a ten out of ten, but I think I could get it done somehow. I don't know why. I don't. I, I probably it's probably irrational, but I I think I could do it. You, is Steve? It, no, I couldn't do it. Is a nine out of ten an actual crash? What would it constitute like a like a successful? Landing from an unsuccessful landing. Because to me, if it's not 10 out of 10, right? that's not good enough. Well, I don't know. I think you what? could maybe get a uh, five and a half. What's what's a, pass, what's a passing grade in school versus... You only got to do... It's all... It's pass-fail at that point. So what's pass... Where's the line between pass-fail? I think success would be being alive without being injured, no matter what happens to the aircraft. Yeah. You know, like I, aircraft could be like in pieces all right? over the runway sure. or the highway or wherever the hell you're going to land. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as you're okay and unscathed. There you go. And that wouldn't success. be a 10. Right. That wouldn't be a 10 out of 10. So, no. a, ten, so no. a 10 out of 10 would be you land the plane mm-hmm. without spilling the uh, complimentary drink or your uh, your little bag of uh, uh, yeah, peanuts. peanuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise that thing's going to go asunder. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. I can be the hero. Yeah? Yeah, right, sure. Uh, I can take away your pain. <laughs> I will stand by you forever. Thank you, Steve. You can take my breath away. <laughs> wow. Is there another one? Well, there's another clip from this incident. Talk- <laughs> he likes my Enrique Iglesias? No, I love, all right. I love it. You I love it. Well, I love it. But you're going to like this song better, all about the incident we just heard about. Learning to fly. From a guy named Bob. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I didn't crash. Because he was good at his job. You can tell the guy didn't know how to fly because the plane actually arrived on time. <laughs> we'll be back with the Toucher and Rich show on Rock 102. We will? <laughs> Wait. We can't play. Wait, let me write this down. No more parodies on the back steam. Come on, man. I'm kidding. It's like like every other show in America. Oh, I know. Yeah, nobody else is playing that. All right. Okay, enough of you. Clip number three. Also a clip that probably nobody else is playing anywhere in the United States. 
but we're going to do it anyway. Sarah Silverman, the comic, revealing on The View something disgusting yesterday. Here's a clip. Not only are you sharing your bed, you're sharing your toothbrush. Ew. Really? That's disgusting. I have never shared a toothbrush with another person in my life. Now, everyone's saying that's so gross. Let me ask you something. Why is that so gross? We kiss each other where we... Look, do what you want to do in your house. Okay? It's your body. It's your man. It's your body. That's right. That's right. There you go. Yes or yeah, no? Uh, yes or no? No, guys? no. I mean, if you if you use someone's toothbrush, it's it, it's usually by accident. Mm-hmm. I would never intentionally grab someone's toothbrush and start using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of on her page here. Are you? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's been times where I was in a pinch and used my wife's toothbrush or she used mine. I don't think like, I ever did you it. You have to. You got to do what you got. If you're on vacation, you're missing something, uh, you still got to brush your teeth. You just did like what she said. So what's the difference? Are you hearing that single ladies? He'll willing <laughs> yeah. to put nearly anything in his anything mouth. Anything in my mouth. The phone anything. lines. The phone lines are lighting up. Look Even at that. Even your bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, you're te- you're not te- you know what? You can't tell me that there's not a bunch of people out there that do the same exact thing. Settle down, young man. I'm Whatever just you saying. On, you know, you're harping on me. What? What about the rest of the people? That's a good phone call segment. Two nine three one zero two one. Have you ever used your spouse's toothbrush? All right, we can ask Tommy Cross that as well. We next will hour. definitely ask the stick man. Mm-hmm. I bet you has his wife ever uses stick before when she goes out and plays hockey with I her friends. I don't know. We'll if she find does. out. It's a good yes, question. So. He's joining us on a Thunderbird Thursday. My apologies, Steve. That's a clip there that was probably used on other radio stations elsewhere in the country. Probably. Ugh, All right, God. bitches, settle down. No, both I'm of just both of you. <laughs> The 102 Second Sports next on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102. Uh, Weather for today, highs of about 80, and then pretty much the same right through the weekend with a mixture of sun and clouds and very little chance of precipitation. The weather brought to you by Adam Quenneville Roofing, Roofing, Siding, Roof Shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEWROOF.NET today. Here's your 102 Second Sports on Rock 102. Starting with hockey on a Thunderbird Thursday. 50 saves from goaltender Charlie Lindgren last night as the Thunderbirds beat Wilkes-Barre Scranton 4-1 at the Mass Mutual Center. Game one of their playoff series. Game two is tonight. We have tickets for that in just a few, and we'll also have Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the team, on the phone with us. He had an assist in that game last night. In the NHL, the Bruins trailing the Hurricanes 3-2 in that series. Game six tonight. At 7 o'clock, you can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Elsewhere, the Rangers beat Pittsburgh 5-3. Rangers still trail the Penguins 3-2 in that series. Basketball, the Celtics blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter alone and lost to the Bucks 110-107. Celts trail the series three games to two, heading back to Milwaukee for game six tomorrow night. Also an NBA playoff action last night. It was Memphis over Golden State 134-95. And the Grizz still trail the Warriors in that series, three games to two. Baseball, Braves over the Sox, 5-3. Manager Alex Cora ejected for the second time in four games. The Red Sox are at Texas tomorrow night to start a weekend series against the Rangers. And in golf, former Patriots running back Danny Woodhead advancing in the qualifying for the U.S. Open to be played next month in Brookline. Woodhead 
shot an even par 71 at the Omaha Country Club. The former Pats running back finishing tied for third in Nebraska, nabbing one of the top five slots in that tournament to advance. Now the 37-year-old will play in the final qualifying, either May 23rd or June 6th, at a site that has yet to be determined. We kiss each other where we... That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, in his view from the couch, Bax will cover a jockey who keeps getting suspended over and over again. That's straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 811 and ACDC and Rock 102. So tomorrow's Friday the 13th, but today is a Thunderbird Thursday. Hey, yes, and on the phone this right now uh, from the Springfield Thunderbirds, defenseman uh, Tommy Cross. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, hey, before we talk hockey, we mentioned Friday the 13th. Are, are you superstitious at all, or are there any guys on the team that have superstitions? Yeah, I think I think we all are superstitious uh, a little bit more so just with our routines. We, we tend to do the same exact stuff at the same exact time leading up to games or practices, but... Uh, I didn't even realize tomorrow was Friday the thirteenth. I'm glad we played tonight, then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But last night, what a uh, what a great game by you guys, four to one over uh, over Wilkesbury. Uh, you had an assist last night. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a good it was a good game one for us. I think um, our best player was definitely our, our goaltender Charlie Lindgren. He he played a great game. I think he had 50 saves. Uh, so we gave up a little bit more. Little, a uh, couple too many chances against, but we also did some good things offensively. So we're kind of uh, coming off a longer break, so we, we felt fresh, but it took us a little bit to get going, and uh, we come right back at them tonight with game two. So I think I think we'll be more in the rhythm tonight, and we'll be able to uh, play a little bit more our style of game. How's the health of your team, and what's Wilkesbury doing in that regard? Are you guys all healthy, full strength for tonight? Yeah, for the most part, I think uh, at least on our side, we're, we're we're pretty healthy. I think the twelve day break that we had certainly helped that. Uh, and then for Wilkesbury, they've they came off a pretty tough series against Hershey. They played three games in four or five days against Hershey, and then and then they jumped right into playing against us last night and tonight. So they're um, they've had a busy schedule, but uh, it also means that they're battle tested. They're and they're in the rhythm. And we could tell last night that they were playing at a pretty good pace. So when you I think. Uh, when when you say you guys weren't paying, you know, playing at your rhythm, would that account for why there were fifty one shots on goal? Uh, yeah, that could be part of it. I think I think just um, when you don't play a lot, I think some of your execution and your timing kind of slips. But that comes back. I mean, you could even tell in the third period it started to come back for us. So that's something we're not too worried about. But um, you know, the first period or two, it took a little while to get our timing and execution back. But now I think we'll we'll be up and rolling. It's kind of ironic sometimes with goaltenders. Sometimes they face more action and they get better because they face a lot of action during a game. Whereas maybe if you guys are playing such good defense that there are very few shots on goal, maybe they're not quite as sharp. Do you find that to be the case sometimes? Yeah, and that's actually the case with uh, with Charlie too. I think um, one of his best games earlier this season, he shot 20, he saw twenty shots in the first period, and I asked him. I said. Afterward, I said, "You know, when did you know you were in the zone?" And he said, "Well, I saw a lot of pucks early on, and it uh-huh. kind of got him going." So, but at the same time, we got to make sure that those shots aren't from the middle of the ice. They're kind of maybe not not too dangerous, and they're they're from the outside. Uh, Tommy Cross from the Springfield Thunderbirds on the uh, the phone list now. Obviously, this is a uh, seven game series, uh, seven or five, seven. Uh, five actually, it's the first five. two series are, are uh, five. Yeah, gotcha. So it's it's a five game series starting off at home. 
the first two games has to help you guys a lot. Was the I mean, uh, when you're in a situation like this, and Springfield has not seen postseason hockey in seven years, and even and even then, I don't even think that was a home game uh, when they were <laughs> when they got blown out. But uh, how much was the crowd a factor for you guys? I mean, I know people were pretty excited to be out there, and they had a a pretty good size crowd. I mean, how 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 involved were they? Yeah, the atmosphere was fantastic, and um, the build up to the game. Uh, there's been a pretty good buzz in the you know amongst the the, the ticket holders and the fans and the community. Um, and you know, getting home ice was a was a big goal of ours because uh, we love playing in our rink. And also, I you know, I, um, our radio guy Ryan Smith he mentioned uh, that we had the most home wins in the AHL, and I did, I wasn't even aware of that. So I think that just goes to show. Uh, the big factor that our fans can play in the game. And, and uh, it was loud in, in the barn last night. The, the fans were great. And one thing we actually talked about, uh, just a couple of the guys, we were saying this year more than ever, we just see a ton of jerseys in the crowd, a lot of uh, Thunderbird jerseys, both the red and the white. And some of them are, you know, uh, they got the names and numbers of players on our team. And I think that's they do some good jersey auctions for, for charity and for, for different things. So uh, it's always fun looking up in the crowd and seeing all the jerseys. Now you you ride a hot goaltender a lot when it comes to NHL and AHL playoff action. Charlie starts again tonight, or do you not know that yet? And then how long do you go with him before you go to the other guy in goal? Uh, yeah, so I you know what I don't even know. I think um, you know our two goaltenders have rotated all season long. Uh, so, but uh, which just goes to show they're both uh, they're both really really solid goaltenders, um, and they've both had had some strong stretches throughout the season. So. I don't know what the plan is, to be honest. I'll find out uh, later today. But either way, you know, we try to play the same way in front of them. And if you watch the NHL, too, I think a lot of teams are going with a two-goalie system. So if, if that's what we choose to do, it's certainly not, um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon. And uh, I know Boston's doing it right now. Uh, you know, quite a few teams in the playoffs are doing it. So uh, either way, we've either got a goalie that's hot or we've got a guy coming in that's uh, had a really good season. You know, we uh, we had Nate Costa in here yesterday, Tommy, and we're, and we're talking a little bit about uh, you know how the how the, the AHL is divided up geographically. Like you very rarely ever see uh, you know teams in the other divisions. It's mostly in in your know, in your own division. But when you get to that point, and it's a guy who's played you know in uh, in in the minors for a good long time, when you get to that point and you have to play teams that you have not seen all season long. How do you? I mean, how do you prepare for that? Is it? I mean, are you just you know you diving into film? I mean, what's what's the uh, what's the protocol for you guys for that? Yeah, I think if well, hopefully we do get to that point, and if and when we do, I think um, our staff does a great job of preparing us. Um, we do a lot of meetings, but they're they're usually pretty short and to the point, and uh, you know they'll have a purpose. So we'll have a meeting, and and we'll be watching film of our opponent, and it'll zero in on. You know, maybe their defensive zone coverage or their power play. So um, that helps. So watching the, I find watching video really helps. You you get to see it. Uh, I'm I'm definitely visual. Um, but also, you know, players around the league because you've played with a lot of guys. Um, so you get kind of you get scouting reports on guys. You you've heard of guys. You've watched highlights of guys. So I think that helps. But it certainly would be a little bit different playing a team uh, that we haven't seen all year. Um, but like I said, the, the staff does a great job of prepping us with video, and um, so that's uh, that's kind of how we'll go about it. I'm, I'm looking at some of the other scores from uh, last night, and uh, I don't know if you saw this score. Colorado, the Eagles beat uh, the Ontario Reign last night 10-1. to 
You, I'm sure you've been on the losing end of a couple of blowouts in your career, but at what? Do you ever at any point during uh, the three periods say, "Ah, oh, to hell with it, I'm going home." <laughs> That's it. I've had enough. I can't. I can't deal with this yeah. anymore. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> I've been a part of a few of those, but uh, well, especially in a series, you definitely you want to finish the game, even if it's out of whack or there's no chance you can win. You still want to finish the game strong, just because. Uh, you know, mental, the mental edge is a big thing. And um, even if your last shift is a good shift, that gives you a little bit of, you know, believe it or not, a little bit of confidence even coming out of a, a bad loss. So, oh, dude, I mean, they, they uh, 10, Ontario 10 was behind 6-1 to one in the first period. It all was done. The, they were all done. <laughs> all done. At that point, you just say, get it, let's all get on the bus and go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But believe it or not, you know, in a series, everything resets. And I, yep. I'm not a big believer in momentum carrying over in between games. Um, but with that being said, I don't. That couldn't have been fun uh, to be down six one after the first period. All right, non hockey stuff. Comedian Sarah Silverman on the View yesterday saying she and her boyfriend share a toothbrush. How about you and your wife at home? Uh, I can't say that I uh, that we do that. No, we each have our own toothbrush. <laughs> uh, our kids have their toothbrushes, and our dog's got his own toothbrush. So no, that's not us. At least you're a hockey player. That needs a toothbrush. Think about that. <laughs> Plenty of guys in the league that don't don't even need it. <laughs> exactly. Well, Tommy, uh, g- best of luck uh, tonight, uh, game two against uh, Wilkesbury Scranton again, four to one last night. Hope uh, tonight is just as uh, successful. Tommy, you share your wife's hey. toothbrush? <laughs> no. You no, never no. would. You wouldn't do it. Uh, I mean, if she wanted me to, I would. <laughs> Well, uh, we, we just had the discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, we, we just, just did. had the we just discussion did it like thirty it. seconds ago. No, I know we didn't. Oh yeah, no, no, we did. Yeah, no, you okay. were here. You were sitting right oh, there. That's all right. That's okay. It's quite all right. <laughs> all right, Tommy. Best of luck tonight. Thanks, guys. All right. Hey, listen. We have a uh, a four pack of tickets for tonight's game at the Mass Mutual Center for tonight's games. So you're going to have to be able to pick these up <coughs> uh, today. Two nine three one zero two one to the tenth caller. Good luck to you. It's 821 on Rock 102. Rock 102 and Tommy Carr Auto Group want to help you kick off the summer. For all the details, visit the Northampton Country Club at hampgolf.com. 833 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. They're working on a sinkhole out on the Mass Pike in Blanford. Work expected to continue through 4 o'clock this afternoon. Mass DOT on the job. Emergency repairs taking place at mile marker 32.8 on the westbound side of the Mass Pike. The work causing the shoulder and the truck climbing lane to be closed. So if you're traveling in that direction, look out for the sinkhole. Could be growing. Sinkhole de Mayo. That was a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. Last week. It's back on in Blandford right now. (laughs) Meantime, a couple of police officers from Springfield being hailed as heroes when they were on a typical road detail, and it transitioned into a life-saving moment. These two Springfield police officers, Christopher Charles and Luis Rodriguez, earlier this week springing into action after hearing a mother cry out for someone to help save her choking baby. Happened around 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday when they were working the traffic detail at the intersection of Bradley and Wilbraham Roads when... A vehicle approached the work zone, and then a woman stopped the vehicle, ran out of the car, and started screaming that her baby wasn't breathing. So the officers immediately ran to the vehicle, 
and provided aid for the three-month-old baby girl, who appeared to be pale, choking, and gasping for air. You know, good, I mean, this not that it's a good thing that it happened, but it's a good thing that it happened at that intersection. Yeah. Because that's a, I mean, that's, you're talking like right next to Winnick, there's a lot of businesses around there, it's a busy, busy intersection. Can you imagine doing it like somewhere like in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Yeah, like like out where I live. Yes, you know, and then you got you know, I mean, there, there's believe me, there's good first responders out there, but it takes a little bit longer sometimes, depending on where these these folks are, because they're patrolling all the different hill towns. Yeah, she's very lucky that this happened. Yeah. And then uh, Mayor Mayor Dom Dom thanked these guys, right? Yeah, he did. He released a statement in which he said, "Quote: God bless." First of all, he said, very happy that the mom and baby are doing well. Such a beautiful child and a loving mother, he said, whose quick thinking allowed her to pull over after seeing the officers working on the road detail. He says he's also relieved that the brave and dedicated officers were able to offer assistance and utilize their training to save the life of the precious child. Let me tell you something. The mother and child reunion is only a moment away. And thank you to our lovely Springfield police officers for saving that baby. I could see him being a Simon and Garfunkel fan. I bet you he is. Uh, yeah. I bet you he is. And again, good grasp of a 1960s pop classic, Steve. I bet you he's a Seals and Crofts kind of guy, too. Yeah. Well, Summer you. Breeze. Yeah, a little, little Summer Breeze. Diamond little, Girl. Will that yeah. make him feel fine? Yeah. Uh, maybe an Andy Kim, a little Rock Me Gently. Yeah. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, now, yeah. We're, now we're reaching way or, back. Uh, yeah. A little river band. Yeah. Lady. How about Jay Ferguson <laughs> with uh, a little Thunder Island? Thunder Island. Island. Thunder oh, that's Island. a classic yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, I like all the 70s hits. Maya Dom Dom knows where it's at. And you know what? God bless those police officers. You know what they also did? They saved that choking guy on that Maki Salamone commercial. They did it once. When they said Maki Salamone got hired and the guy choked on the sandwich, <laughs> there was a Springfield police officer there to give him the Heimlich maneuver. Really, Dom? I hadn't known. That's how we do it around That's here. amazing. Huh. There is video of this heroic incident, by the way, captured mm. on the responding officer's body cam, full video of the incident on a few different websites. The footage begins moments after Officer Charles removed the baby from the car seat. He begins administering infant-based CPR, different than adult-based. The officer then can be seen placing the baby face down on his forearm and patting her gently on the back to help clear the baby's passageway. Wow. Where's those uh, defund the police people again? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're not around when something like this happens. Good point. One called it dangerous, another called it brilliant, and many admitted they weren't sure what to make of the three rotary plan to fix that Chicopee interchange with Montgomery Street, Granby Road, and McKinstry Avenue. So all sorts of people on hand the other night to discuss this. Representatives from the State Department of Transportation, Chicopee City Department of Public Works folks, engineers... Average folks from the town of Chicopee all gathering together to discuss this three rotary plan. All right. I mean, I can understand, you know, a, a, a town wanting to put a rotary in their city. Mm-hmm. I can get that. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I'm not crazy about rotaries, but I understand it. But three in, in, a, in a row like that seems to be rather excessive. Oh, I don't know, Bax. They're calling that intersection a, quote, high crash location. And it is. It. I mean, it absolutely is. But... Three rotaries seems to be a lot of expense for a problem that could be resolved with one. Hmm. Maybe two. Well, you got the uh, entrance and exit to the Mass Pike there as well, and uh, comprehensive high school right there as well. So you got a lot of different traffic problems going on there. And a gas sta- couple of gas stations, shopping area. Oh, it's a busy intersection. Yeah. Definitely requires three rotaries. There you go. 
So you guys disagree on that? There are going to be so many rotaries, going to be like a rotary dial phone out there in Chicopee. Oh, listen to you. Again, yeah. reaching way back. Hmm. No, reaching way back is dialing nine. You know, you mentioned uh, just gas stations a little while ago. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say this because I find this to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. My wife was filling her gas guzzling SUV the other day. Hundred bucks. I've seen that. Hundred dollars. Yes, I've seen that with other guys there, and they proudly like that's the latest thing. Instead of putting a picture of your meal on Facebook, people are posting their hundred dollar gas. Yeah, we went event. out. We went out to dinner the other night. Even got an appetizer. It was less than it took to fill up the gas tank to get to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Hundred dollars. What are, what am I what am I made of money? A hundred dollars? Yes. That's ridiculous. The price of gas was like four fifty nine. Yeah. And uh you know, she's got a, a you know a pretty big uh, gas tank, bigger than mine. And uh holy smokes, I couldn't believe it. Hundred bucks. Why, what do you pay, Steve, for your truck when it's healthy? Uh, like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Might, how much might as well be. I. You know what I do? I uh, I just do like fifty dollars at a time, and then just use it, and then I alternate between the other vehicle I have to save on gas at during these hard times. But it would cost me over one hundred and twenty bucks. Hey, at least we're not Hong, Hong Kong. Seven dollars a gallon there. Norway Jeez. seven dollars a gallon. Netherlands almost seven six ninety three a gallon. I mean, it's an outrage. There's, I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, I realize there's a lot of different factors contributing to this. Okay, I get it, but I mean, on the cons- on the consumer end, mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's it, it's an outrage. It's it's an outrage, but it really hasn't fluctuated with inflation the way other things have. True, you know, it, technically it, the ga- you know gallon of gas was what back in the seventies was what almost a dollar when mm-hmm. it had the crisis and all yeah, that stuff, right? You're talking three dollars over four decades. That's really not that bad when you're talking about inflation of an item. I know, but when you are talking about nearly every state in the country imposing their own gas tax and it fluctuates depending on what their needs are. Yeah. And then you're also talking about a traded commodity in which the price is constantly being uh, you know, churned around and manipulated based upon what the politics of the world might be. Then you start to say, hey, wait a minute. Um, why is this all on me to pay for this? Why is this? Why is now are my thickly broad shoulders Carrying the burden of this outrageous price of costly gasoline. Don't take, don't take it personally, Max. I mean, the rest of us are <laughs> shouldering that burden as well. See, see, I hate to tell you this because you know, if it's my wife's car, yeah, I'm kind of paying for that too. Yeah. You know, it's not just her. It's not all on. It's it's both of us sure. paying for a hundred hours to fill up her gas tank. Well, look, there's a couple of solutions here. You could move to Libya. Where the price of a gas a gallon of gas is forty two cents. Well, how are the uh, how are the schools? I don't know. It's a good question. You could search it up. Libya, they might have some great schools you could take advantage of. Oh, there, there you go. I don't know what the sports are and recreational the, life is like in I, Libya, but have depending on what the uh, what the standard of living is over there. Well, that's one solution. You could also just take Amtrak. They're restoring daily service on the lone east west train running through Springfield. It's called the Chicago to Boston Lakeshore Limited which I think you said you took one time. I did. That'll be the last time I took the Lakeshore Limited. They're restoring that daily service effective May 23rd. Amtrak had reduced service due to COVID-19 restrictions and was running the train just three days a week. 
Most recently, the Lakeshore Limited not running on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But again, returning to full service May 23rd, in case you're interested in taking the train east to west. And Northampton Public Schools have reinstituted a mask mandate for 10 days. In a letter from Superintendent John Provost, he announced that the COVID-19 cases have risen so much that they got to put the mask mandate back at the Northampton Public Schools. And as of now, that will run till May 20th, but could be extended as well. Damn. More masks? Yeah. Now, are they they doing that in the school systems in Libya? Probably not. Something to think about. They don't even have masks in Libya, probably. I don't don't know that to be true. And a Raleigh man, that's Raleigh, North Carolina, he turned a $1 cash five ticket into a six-figure investment. He won almost $200,000 because of his love of pie. That's the number. Pie. Oh. He, He used that number, played that number, won almost 200 grand. In North Carolina. 3.14. Could buy a lot of pie with that kind of money. Hey. Oh, I see what you did there. That's mm-hmm. right. He's going to get a piece of the pie. And he'll be able to figure out the circumference of that pie using pie. Yes. And by the way, it is 3.14, just like you guys said. And not only that, the guy said he lived at a 3.14 address as a child. Get out of here. So that's is why that, he loves pie. There was, uh, what was the mole day? I remember three oh two, three point oh two. That's some sort of like physics thing. No idea what that is. Yeah, mole. Uh, March second. Y- uh, you ever heard of that, Bax? No, uh, no. Again, but, proving that you and I are worse than Steve at numbers. Well, Steve's a smart one in the room. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the mole, uh, mm-hmm. molar mass, the mass in grams of one mole of atoms in a pure of a pure substance. Yeah. Well, uh, is that three point oh two? Is that M O U L E? It's M-O-L-E. Ah, yeah. Okay, right. By the way, I had some great mole last week at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, there you go. In uh, Arlington, Mass. Great. Fantastic. Arlington? Yes. What are you all doing all the way out in the eastern part of the state? Arlington. Visiting friends. And they made mole? Ate mole at a great, fantastic Mexican restaurant out there. Nothing wrong with mole. Let's see. Uh, What's the official animal of Pie Day? I don't know. No, no. The python. Ooh. Oh, sure. There you go. Uh, what's a math teacher's favorite dessert? No idea. Pie. Pie. Hmm. What is, have predicted that. What is 1.57? Half a pie. Oh, I was going to say, an extra piece. What is the ideal number of pieces to cut a pie into? 3.14? Yeah. How do you, Ooh, you like, write look at these? You, I know. You write these? You, taking a, taking you, a guess. You are a math expert. How many pastry chefs does it take to make a pie? 3.14. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes, you're getting all the answers on me. We I cheated. can't even surprise you with humor. Nah, we're, we're cheating. We passed, Ala- we passed notes. In Alaska, <laughs> where temperatures get below freezing, pie is only 3.00. After all, everything shrinks in the cold. Ah, You never heard ah, that one. Funny. Yeah, surprised us there. That's Just hilarious. So clever. Stick with me. I'll set you straight. 845 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. We all have that friend who 